I quit comparing. We got the first couple points done, but we had to address the, um, the government decision on, on same-sex marriage and all that. So we addressed that last week. Took up a little portion of our time, so we just said we would finish it this week. And we had our Wednesday, our first Wednesday service. How many were here for that? Man, that was, that was great. God just is, was awesome and, and touching and, and delivering and healing and amazing service. And those are going to get better and bigger and stronger. And we had uh, a good crowd come out for that. So I want to just kind of finish this up. We jumped in Wednesday. We talked about faith. And we talked about using what, what we got. And we talked about the, the God kind of faith. And then we talked about natural faith. So I'm not really reviewing that, but I'm just telling you next week where we're going we're going we're gonna to talk about the faith that takes. We're, we're, I mean, we're going to start putting our faith to work because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of hearing about church or how this works for everybody but me. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm, I want to go to church. And I want to do it on purpose because my heart is right. I want to serve God because my heart is right. And because I love him, the benefits of that far outweigh everything else that happens. And we're going to show you how your faith can actually take you places if you use it for God uh, and in, in a good way with your heart. We're going to do that next week. We're going to jump into that. I'm real excited about what God is doing for faith. I mean, I feel like I'm a stallion in a pen just waiting for John Wayne to let the stallion out so I can, uh-huh, you know, I can just take off and do what I need to do. Anyway, we got to get back to I quit comparing. Well, this is what we talked about last week. We talked about that if we compare why God doesn't like that, our first point, our first thought was it is the death of contentment. We can't really enjoy the journey where we're going because we're never content with who we are. We never like what's going on on the way there because we compare everything with someone else. We went to Six Flags and they, they went to Disney World. Well, it's not good enough, you know, or, or whatever the case is. Uh, uh, I remember, how many remember prom? Okay, some of you, you, some of you just don't want to know your age. A prom? I've never had a prom. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember at prom, it was always, you know, the girl had the big prom dress and the guy, sometimes they got the tuxes and all that. I didn't, I didn't get a tux, so uh, we, you know, I figured out if I bought a suit, I could wear it more than once. I didn't have to take it back, so we ended up getting the suit, and there was, you know, some people in suits and some in tuxes, and, and so, you know, one guy was like, gee, you didn't even get a tux. Ha, huh, suit. And made me, I mean, again, comparing felt like that I was standing out and looking like a, uh, a nerd the whole time. Not that you can't be a nerd and be cool, okay? Understand, I'll dig myself in a hole. So just moving right along. <laughs> it's contentment. And if we compare, we can't, we can't be content. You know, God just takes you from season to season. You know, and from glory to glory. And I want to be able to enjoy the ride. And, and look at the good things. No, you know, my kids, one time we passed and the Hummer went by. And they said, oh, man, look at that Hummer. And I said, everybody do this. Hum. I said, you are in a Hummer right now. <laughs> They're like, oh, Dad, you are so funny. But what I'm saying is, we don't have a Hummer, but we can hum and we can still have a good time. So, you know, we don't want to compare contentment. Number two thought was, it makes us prideful. It, it really makes us start being legalistic in our minds and in our lives. And it's self-centered because when pri- it's just all about us. And we can't, you know, we can't really view things the way that God wants us to because we get prideful, we get judgmental, we get critical. And we judge other people by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intent. You know, we, well, we wanted to do it, so it's okay, but we didn't do it. But look what they did. And, and it, it, when we compare, 
So here's our, our third thought today. Are we ready? We've reviewed a little bit. Number three, comparison makes us resentful. Resentful. First Samuel 18, 6 through 9 says this. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all of the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very angry. What's this, he said. They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Just to kind of put this in today's current times, this is basically, they come back from the big game and the cheerleaders are out, you know. They're, they're all happy and they're chanting and instead of giving Saul the king the praise, they give it to David and they, they say what he says. And it's very obvious of what Saul is thinking. Wait a minute. You know, this is what happens. So when we begin to compare, it starts making us resentful. You know, somebody does something and it's like everybody makes a big deal about that, but maybe you've done it many times before and nobody seemed to notice. When we compare, we start resenting God's goodness in others' lives. We start saying, you know, how come he does it for them? He must like them. He doesn't like me. Not like that. We start ignoring God's blessing in our own life. I have people that come and say, I want God to do this. And I'm thinking, you know, not me is thinking, but I mean, what if God is thinking this? And I suppose I could be guilty of thinking it as well. What are we doing with what he's given us? What are we doing with the things that he's given us? Are we taking good care of it? Are we, are we, you know, happy that Lord, you know, this is great. Thank you. Let me be a good steward of what I have so that I can prove that, you know, he'll give more. And that's pretty much what the Bible teaches. If you're doing good with what you got, he'll bless you with more. It doesn't mean your life gets easier. Actually, you get more responsibility. That's what really happens if you think about it. The guy that had the five talents, he got ten. And then God said, hey, take the one from the guy that buried his and give it to the guy that had ten. So he gave you more responsibility. Sometimes we just think, oh, I just arrived and we just coast and it's just, let me just tell you, I don't think anybody ever arrives. So let's just say, God, I want to be I want to enjoy the journey on the way. I don't want resentment to take over. It didn't matter that Saul knew that David had been there to play and chase away tormenting spirits when he couldn't sleep. It didn't matter that he had served him faithfully. All Saul could see was what they chanted. David, his ten thousands and me, thousands. And it ate at him until that's all he got. Every time he saw David, he resented him. People like you better than me. I've been in situations like that. I have been on staff in situations like that. <laughs> it wasn't real fun. I was told to do well. And if you do well, reproduce yourself and make people just, you know, find God and want to come. And so that's what I did. And when that happened, there was resentment. There was jealousy. There was, you know, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Have you ever been there? It ate at Saul. He could only see what God was doing on David's side and forgot how God had blessed his own life. And isn't that the way it is? Think about the enemy that got kicked out of heaven. It was all about I, I, I. There was five of those if you read the account before he got kicked out. But 
It's all about, I can't see anything past that. Look what God is doing over there. Why is he blessing that church, those people, those pastors, those this? How, and if you, you know, it doesn't even have to be church oriented. It could be just, how come that family, this? Why? What about me? I wanted to say, you know, if you think about Saul, dude, you're king. I mean, you're king. You can make laws in everything. People come and feed you grapes and wave leaves over your head. Dude, you're king. I was teasing Kim yesterday at the Yoders. She brought me something, and she was going back, and they said, well, oh, she's going back. I said, she's going back to get me some grapes and some leaves. She looked back at me, and it pretty much was the look like, dream on, big fella. I mean, you know, if you were Saul, all you have to do is decree it. And it's done. Hey, today is going to be, you know, whatever. And it just happens because you're king. So what do we do? How do we overcome comparing? Because we live in a world that is full of it. Just like the, you know, the little video. Or, Don't you wish you could look this good? You know, there's people that, you know, you see they have a, an incredible car. I mean, I've told my boys, and I'm like, you see that car? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car. Please don't misunderstand me. But, I, you know, there's some, because I love cars, I know what some of the price tag goes with some of those cars. I'm like, you know that car right there? Yeah. That's almost 50 grand. They're like, what? I said, oh, yeah. That's like brand new. That's like 48,000. 48,000. A 48,000. I mean, that's like, are you kidding me? That's like, woo. Okay. You know, you want a car like that? That's cool. But you've got to figure out, Lord, how can I do that so that it doesn't have me? You know, it's okay. But if all you do, are you going to eat, live, and sleep in your car? Or every time you pass a station, the car's going, I'm hungry. You, you know, you just have to be able to understand. You see, we also, a lot of times, we have the comparing mindset. I want to live in the palace, but we don't have the mindset what it takes to keep the palace running. Because you can get blessed with something. How about some of those people on game shows? Bill Bixby, come on down. And so he comes down, you just want a new car. <sighs> but, you know, he's got to pay tax on that car. He's got, you know, what, what if he can't afford that? That's like somebody blesses you. Here's a new cell phone. Here's the plan for you. What if you don't have $75 a month? Got to understand. Lord, I want to enjoy the journey. I want peace in my mind. I want to have a good time in respect with your word and be able to just enjoy my life. So how do we do it? How do we overcome comparison? I'm going to give you two thoughts this morning. If you take these points to heart, they're going to change your life. And I think you're going to quit comparing. Here's number one. Know what you have. Know what you have. Philippians 4, 11 and 13. Now that I will was ever in need not that i was ever in need for i have learned how to be content with whatever i have i know how to live on almost nothing or with everything i've learned the secret of living in every situation whether it's with a full stomach or an empty with plenty or with little for i can do everything through christ who strengthens me now that's that last one that we say all the time through christ who strengthens me but that's where that comes from paul is saying you know there's going to be sometimes you might have a lot and you're like this is awesome There'll be some times that you might have a lot and then you'll see somebody that has nothing and you say, here, take half of mine. And it's still awesome. 
There might be some that you're just like, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to give everything I have. You take that. And it's still awesome. He has learned like, you know, God, whatever, I'm going to enjoy this journey. Because he's not comparing, he's not prideful to say, if I don't have, what about me? What about me? This is never, my friends, this has never been really about you. It's about him. And it's about how we can get the kingdom to those that don't know him. And so that's what he wants to use. He wants to use people like you, people like me, that'll say, I'm content, Lord. I'm content. Sometimes, does it ever occur to you? Well, for one, that nothing ever occurs to God. You know, God doesn't go, oh, wait. I mean, think about it. It, God doesn't just go, hmm, never thought of that before. That's not God. But listen, what if God is blessing you so that you can be a blessing to someone else? Somebody, that little boy had to have five loaves and two fish. He came by. Think about it. What if God is saying, because you can be a good steward, you can, I'm giving you more, and then he says, I trust you. I trust him. I trust her. I can give more to them because they'll do whatever I say. Boy, that'd be fun enjoying the journey. Somebody asked me one time, how come God gives you this and this? I said, because he knows I'll do what he tells me with it. It's not mine. I just steward it. I just like, what do you want me to do with it? Sometimes God has told Kim to buy something. I'm like, what do we need that for? And she'll be, I don't know. I just felt I was supposed to get it. So we'll stick it and put it in the barn or put it in the basement. Sure enough, not too much time goes by and somebody say, oh, I just wish I had one of those. I got that. And she'll just hear you you got to understand, when we compare, we don't have to compare. God made you, that's it. He, he stopped and said, you are the perfect one of you he can make. He doesn't even have to make another one. When we are saying, God, how do we quit comparing? I'm going to know what I have. I'm going to know what I have. I've watched my wife. She, she likes Vera Bradley. Now, if you're a girl, that's a designer purse. If you're a guy, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but i mean they're really good made and all that kind of stuff but i mean we were somewhere matter of fact well I, I, it doesn't matter who it was but they they went up to kim and they said no i just i'll tell you what i just love that purse next time i saw kim she's got all of her stuff in her arms you know she's got them pretty little arms and she's got makeup and compact and her keys and her wallet and i'm like where's your purse she said i, g- I gave it away <laughs> like okay but you know she did that because she she knows what she has and she knows who gave it to her and within just a short time she had like four more vera bradley purses i didn't do it they just started coming in people i'm gonna buy your purse i'm gonna do this i'm just saying know what you have it's a process we can learn to be content Make the most of the surroundings that we have and that we're in. How many knows this? The battle always starts in your mind. Starts in your mind. Satan's always trying to get you to look at things in an offended perspective. If he can get you offended, then he's going to get you on a slant and you'll be, it's hard to receive. You can't receive when you're all offended. If you get afraid, fear doesn't receive either. So we need to stop. Take a thought, capture it. Make it obedient to Christ. And people ask me, well, how do we do that? 
know God's word. We take that thought. If that does, if it goes against the word, you know, it's not of God. So then say, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not dwelling on that. I'm not going to keep doing that. So I'm going to take it captive. I'm not going to keep pursuing that thought. What does God say about it? I'm going to take his side on it, period. Because how many knows the truth sets us free? That's a learned process. It's not always easy to do that. I have people that tell me, probably one of the things I hear most of the time is, you know, I just, I don't know how to meditate and pray. And my answer to them is, do you ever worry about anything? Oh, yeah. There's, if it's not one thing, it's another. You ever heard that? Well, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. You know how to, you, really, you do. Because you're just, you're taking your thought process and you're putting it on something that's not what God wants you to put it on. Just not do that. Give that thought to God and say, I'm going to think about what he says. I'm going to meditate on that now. I'm not going to meditate on the bad. I'm going to meditate on the good. So that's how we do that. Lives transformed, marriages transformed, bondage is broken due to Jesus. Think about where you've been if you hadn't found God. Meditate on that for a second. Just for a second. Don't spend a lot of time there. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I, I used to in the beginning talk about the good old days. Well, I remember now before I was saved, I used to, you know what? They really weren't good. And, and I was going to hell, so I'd just rather just talk about the days now that God is restored, and let's go that way. If you allow comparison to come in, you'll miss your destiny. If you're constantly striving for more stuff or just status, you're going to miss your kids growing up. If you're constantly just, you know, ah, i got to do this, i got to do that, you're going to miss some of the most important things in your life. I don't want to miss that. I, I made it a point to be at every one of my kids' practices, every one of their, you know, they didn't ask me. They just, they saw me there. Uh, you know, I helped coach some of their sports. I, I did whatever I could to be involved in it. Some people ask me, why do you do plays? Because my kids were involved. Why? I don't want to miss anything. I, I want to be the influence that God has me to be in their lives. I, you know, people, well, what about so-and-so? So-and-so doesn't. I'm not going to compare myself with so-and-so because I'm me. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I want to make memories that will change our lives. I want to see them together. I want them to understand, wow, I remember that. You know, and they'll come back, remember, Dad, when we, yeah, I remember. You see, success isn't about being superior. It's about being who God wants you to be. That's success. If you know what you have, then you'll value it as a gift from God. Realize we're accountable for what he's given you. One day we'll stand before the Lord and he's going to say, what have you done with what I gave you? So know what you have. Here's our second thought. Know who you are. You want to stop comparing? Know what you have. Number two, know who you are. We've got to understand who we are. We are heirs to the kingdom. Join heirs with Jesus. It's really not who we are, it's whose we are. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. Now listen to what you're reading. This is the word of God. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's pretty powerful. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Let's look at the New King James, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's got plans for you. Don't you want to walk in those? 
I mean, isn't that awesome if God says, listen, I, may, I already I took care of this. When I take Kim out on a date, if I've planned it right, she doesn't have to worry about anything. They know we're coming. The table will be ready. The place where we'll stay, it's booked. It's ready. Things are already done beforehand. That means to her, he's thought about this. I was on his mind. He wanted to take care of every detail. If you know who you are, then you know who you don't. I'll see. I'll see how I can say it. If you know who you are, then you know who you don't have to be. Did you hear that? If you know who you are, you know who you don't have to be. And again, I take this from my lovely wife because I tried to be somebody else before. And she said, quit that. The world already has one of them. Be you. And that just ministered to me and it's ministered to me for years. If I know who I am, I know who I don't have to be. I don't have to be them. I have to be me. I've got to be me. Okay. (laughs) Daring to try. I'll make you cry. No, sorry. (laughs) I got to be me. But, you know, God made you unique. So how do we quit comparing? We quit comparing by knowing what we have and we know who we are and we know whose we are. Man, it's amazing if you come into contact with somebody that's been in contact with God. They don't have to say, you know, when Moses came down from the mountain, they didn't have to say, you've been talking with God? I mean, it was evident on his person. Let it be evident on you. People like, wow, what is that with him? What is that with her? There's just something about them. Why? Because they've been rubbing shoulders with God. And they didn't have to declare it. Remember, remember. If someone has to go and say, look how great I am. Look at all the things I've done. Remember this. The whistle doesn't pull the train. It just makes noise. It is the engine that gets the train. What's in your engine? If your engine's getting that train, you don't have to declare where you've been or where you're going. People can see it. I want us to say, you know what? We have to compare. And in everything, you, you know, we compare so many things in the world. I can, we compare theaters. And some comparison, I mean, because you can make better choices. That doesn't mean all comparison is bad. All right? Sometimes, you, you know, that's spoiled. That's not. I don't want to eat the spoiled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some, hey, that's safe. This is, this is not safe. You know, so there, you know, we don't want to take it to the extreme. But when it comes to things of God and things of, of, of your character, and we compare them, what, what are you comparing against? That's what we have to understand. God is the plumb line for all that. Instead of looking at our neighbors, seeing all that they've done wrong, take the plank out of our own eye and say, God, just, just if you can use anything, use me. If I can be of use to you, that's what I want to do. And with this whole thing going in our government, you know what your stand is? I just stand with the word. I just stand with the word. Whatever God says, that's where I stand. And if they say, well, that's wrong. Well, you can take that up with God. This is just what you ask me. That's what I believe. I just believe what he says. I love you. Well, you know, the Bible says this. Okay. You believe that? Sure. It all comes back to just, God, I, I love you more than life itself. 
I love you, Lord, with all my mind, my heart, my soul, my strength. And I'm going to love my neighbor. If you really don't want to compare, then just know what you have. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Walk in such a way that people are almost compelled. I just, I just want to, how did they, what is it that, you ever been around people that you just like, I just want, there's people that I just like, I don't have to do anything. Can I just carry your suitcase? There's some people that, you know, they're preachers. They wouldn't have to pay me nothing. I just want to hang out with them. Really, for free. You know, and they'd say, well, you know, your time's worth some money. That's worth my time. Because if you rub shoulders, let a rubbing shoulders with God, it's going to rub off. You know, if I spend a lot of time hugging Kim and she just put on some perfume. And then Sammy comes over and says, hey, Dad, I love you, miss you. You smell like Mom. <laughs> That's cool, because I've been rubbing shoulders with Mom. I want God's fragrance to be all over this place, all over you, because you're not comparing with your fellow man. You're saying, God, let me be who you created me to be. And you might say, well, Brett, you know what? I don't like the, where I'm at. I don't like my state of where I'm at. I understand. But really, you're the catalyst that changes that. I'm going to tell you what I would tell anybody. And go after God with all your mind, your heart, your soul, your strength. Love your neighbor. Quit com- complaining. Quit making excuses. Quit comparing. God, help me to be who you want me to be. Let me enjoy the journey. And when we do that and we start, you know, well, you don't know, Brad, I've been wronged. I've been, okay, I get it. But again, the enemy, he didn't care about where you are now. He cares about where you're. Just get him out of the picture and say, you know what? On this, I'm going to be content where I'm at. I'm going to quit comparing and watch God start changing your situation. And you will start seeing breakthrough like you've never seen it before. Give your everything to God. Quit comparing with anybody beside you. Just say, Lord, I'm, I love you. You got unanswered questions? God has all the answers you need. Just start going after God, being content. And Lord, watch, watch. Just, I'm just telling you, it will change. Things will, it'll change. Because again, we are finding out how to use our faith. What pleases God? She just said it, faith. You want to please God? It's going to take faith. It's going to take you to to get from where you are and say, God, I'm I'm just going to trust. Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Would you bow your heads, please?